Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Dazed and Infused. I'm your host, Latham Woodward, and today we're very pleased to have with us Matt Cohen, CEO of Lively Spirits, and their product, Pure Wana. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Latham. Nice to, thanks for having me. And you're joining us from Bend, Oregon, and it's nice to hear on land of my father, so that's fantastic that you took the time out, and I'm glad you're not on East Coast time for the interview, which poor Brasco is right now. Um, (laughs) So anyway, um, we're going to start the interview out like I start every interview. What's your historical relationship to cannabis? How did you come to cannabis? Uh, I like to tell people cannabis came to me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think the first time I consumed cannabis was kind of an aha moment where I was like, okay, I feel right now. I feel normal. Like something uh, was missing and now it's not. But I, I, you know, that was, you know, back in high school, uh, by the time I got to college, I was an activist. Uh, and in college, uh, I produced a newsletter called The Enforcer with some other, other law students. And uh, it was about the drug war. And in, the, in our little newsletter, educating the University of Colorado Boulder campus about uh, the drug war, we read about Jeff Jones and the Supreme Court case, you know, uh, and, and Oakland Buyers Club. So, we went and met with uh, California Normal uh, leaders uh, back in 1998 and said, hey, we're a bunch of students from, 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 from Boulder and we want to grow legal weed for these dispensaries. I mean, if the dispensaries have, can open their doors, then why can't we grow the weed? And uh, the lawyer at the time was Robert Raish, who was the Supreme Court attorney oh. for uh, uh, Jeff Jones and the Oakland Buyers Club. And everybody, including Bill Panzer and Dennis Prone, all kind of pointed over at Robert Raish and I said, go talk to him. So Robert Raish incorporated our first companies. We started growing in the Bay Area. Uh, the, the giant partnership of friends from college exploded and everybody went on their own. Uh, and uh, I started growing in warehouses in Oakland indoors and then migrated to Mendocino County to grow under the sun organically. Uh, and co- continued to scale that over the years. Uh, ended up running the Oakland Patients Group, the predecessor to Berkeley Patients Group in Harborside. I remember them. Uh, yeah, and uh, that was a little period of time where we vertically integrated uh, <clears throat> and then um, continue to grow for the dispensaries and more and more open up across the state. And finally, the attorney general guidelines showed up and we decided we'd form a cooperative corporation. Um, we formed North Stone Organics, which was the first licensed producer of cannabis in the state of California, licensed by the Mendocino County Sheriff's Department 9.31 program. We helped draft those rules as uh uh, under Mendo Grown, which merged with Humboldt Growers Association, which became Emerald Growers Association, which is now California Growers Association. So we've, I was the founder of Mendo Grown back then, and we helped write those rules. And we got raided by the feds. We were the poster child for regulation of grows back in the time when it was the Wild West. Uh, they bankrupted us. We ended up joining forces with Steve D'Angelo down at Harborside, merged the infrastructure of the farms and the e-commerce delivery system into Harborside. I uh, had a stint with those guys for a while, broke off, and then started a technology company that brought Dutch greenhouse technology to the United to the cannabis industry. 
Uh, that company was called Trike, T-R-I-Q. We also invited, uh, invented uh, the industrial cannabis dryer uh, and some tissue culture media back in the, time, in the time when tissue culture hadn't existed in the industry yet. Uh, that was too much, too soon, too fast. Uh, moved on from that one. And as a free agent, was recruited by a nutraceutical company who was looking for a cannabis guy. Uh, that nutraceutical company had a bunch of different technologies. I had some technologies and we decided we'd, we'd form a life sciences company and de deploy these uh, technologies to build ingredients for the cannabis and hemp and industries and uh, raise capital and the former CEO uh, was removed uh, and I was elected CEO and uh, uh, became, uh, ended up taking over the company as well and pivoting the company away from a B2B to a uh, consumer packaged goods company. And that's why we call our holding company, Sureport Holdings is now DBA Lively Spirits. And our first product and brand is Purewana, which is uh, a live uh, uh, cannabis spirit. We call it a dry spirit. We take live essence of the plant and we uh, have a proprietary technology that uh, does not uh, evaporate any volatiles, volatiles along the way and uh, is preserves the essence of the plant in a powder. The powder dissolves in liquid uh, and turns on the plant. Uh, immediately, you can smell the plant. I think you're drinking XJ13 there. You probably, when you first poured it in, got a whiff of the, the Jack Herrerfino. It's amazing. Uh, and when you drink it, you'll feel it, the onset, relative, relatively similar to alcohol. Um, so it's a sessionable product. Uh, and uh, we, we positioned it to power the cocktail, the premium cocktail experience. Uh, so at purewana.com, we have a whole bunch of recipes there for making cocktails, and we've been doing bar takeovers, drying out the bar, no booze, no smoke, just drinking cannabis cocktails, strain-specific highs, uh, and I think that's enough <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was easily the best and most comprehensive uh, answer to that question that we've yet had in 110 <laughs> episodes, so that's good. I did not realize, um, because it was not in your bio, you're a really OG. I mean, my God, you have survived every level and every iteration uh, toward legalization here in California. So my, ha my hat is off to you because of all the shit you went through. Uh, obviously, you went through a lot. And Andrew D'Angelo has been a guest on the show before. And I've talked to Andrew many times since. And you guys all blazed the path for everybody else. And I was just up in a farm in Mendo, uh, the Sticky Fields guys. Shout out to Jesse and, the, and Amanda up there. Um, and that's the true, true sun-grown uh, territory. It's uh, um, amazing. So um, great, great story. And I have to say, I'm looking for those of you who are not watching this video, probably posted on Vimeo or YouTube. Um, great color, amazing smell. And it smells like good weed. So, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, enjoy, I always tell people, you know, buy a couple strains and, and put them in a wine glass, you know, swirl the glass, smell them side by side, because the first time you smell it, you might be like, well, wow, that smells like good weed. But as you continue to smell through the strains, you'll start realizing, wow, that is distinctly Venemoji, that is distinctly Super Lemon Haze. And we've really, you know, we've gone out of our way as growers to uh, make sure we're delivering you the pure expression of the plant. You know, if there's a there's a level of authenticity that um, it's wired into us. Like we're just, mm -hmm. we're not willing to comp compromise on stuff like that. Um, so the, sm uh, the smell is what really gives it away. It is there. All of the vital terpene profiles, all of the essence that you want to have is, is right there in the packet. What is the onset time for this? 
like I said, I, I, it behaves for the average person like alcohol, you know, in terms of onset and offset, it, you know, usually feeling it within five minutes, the first tickle, you know, is what yeah. I tell people like, okay, there's been a shift, you know, uh, kind of like after you have your first sip of wine, you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm starting to take the edge off here. Um, and then, you know, after you finish a drink, um, if you just let it just sit there and, and wait for the, the high to start to decay, it'll start to decay in about an hour. Um, the more you drink, the longer that decay period is. So if you're sitting around by the pool on Saturday drinking, you know, three or four cocktails, you know, it's going to take you more like two hours, you know, to start to see that decay. Um, um, but yeah, largely, you know, we started off trying to like, you know, draw the bell curves and give people the numbers. And I've just, I've resigned to, it behaves like alcohol, you know, you know, that's the way to compare it, <laughs> compare it. I like that a lot. It's like, um, <clears throat> our product Shuggies is like, it's made for the casual user. It's made to have an embellish your evening. It's made to enhance your life, not to um, make you crazy stoned or, you know, just uncontrollably stoned. So I really like what you're doing here. Um, what was the, what was the inspiration? Uh, was it backing off of alcohol or was it just, um, yeah, you know, so there was a delivery back when we were getting so much press uh, around North stone organics, uh, at the time, it was all everybody was talking about buttons breakfast and Mendo, and and we you know it was a, it was a really exciting time. You know, Richard Lee had introduced Prop 19, right? And there was mm -hmm. a lot of hope that we were going to see legalization back then. I remember being interviewed by it was like um, USA Today, and somehow it was on the top of my brain. And I said, hey, you know, the, if somebody can figure out how to drink cannabis and like have it behave like alcohol, that's the holy grail of cannabis products. Yeah, I so agree. When I was contacted by this nutraceutical company and they revealed to me this technology. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, and then it was, it was, it was really a two for one because I drank um, the uh, emulsion and felt it right away. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that. Um, but then we also had the basis of technology for a dryer that would dry with no, no heat. So um, we were able to, once we got through the first R&D with drying the emulsion, um, I, I, I told the team, I said, let's skip right to live. Because if we don't have, if we're not going to adulterate, the, if this isn't being adulterated anywhere along the way, I can control the supply chain. We can make sure this stuff gets freezing at peak ripeness, and then we can live extract it, and we can not adulterate it through the emulsion and drying processes. And lo and behold, first one we ever did was Tangy. And it was amazing. As soon as that pow uh, powder smelled like nothing, as soon as it hit the water, boom, there was tangy right in your face. Wow. Uh, and uh, so that's at, the po at that point, I was the biz dev guy at the company. And I kind of turned to the CEO and I said, hey, man, this right here is a game changer. This is a product. He wanted to position it as a, a NutraSuite, an ingredient brand, right? Mm -hmm. And power everybody else's products. Um, I felt that it was uh, better served to pioneer the spirits category, you know, the cannabis cocktail category. Yeah, you definitely, um, the ingredient category is what I'm in um, and there's a place for it. It's a hard category, um, but this is an actual standalone product where you can utilize this as your go-to. And in fact, this is my second one that I've had and I like it. I'm going to integrate this into my life um, as well, because I, I just dig the, the idea. Um, Thank you. I, first... I, Leon, you may, I want to answer a little bit more of that question you had just asked too. You sure. know, the other thing that's happened to me, which was serendipitous and, and also awful at the same time, is I have had this issue with gout 
my whole life and, and it, you too yeah oh yeah uh it, it you know it started in my you know late 20s and my mid 30s became very problematic and when i was the biz dev guy at this company i got to the point where i couldn't walk i was in a wheelchair okay. um and i had already weed out weaned out red meat i'd weaned out beer and all these different things and i, I couldn't figure it out and it was really hopeless so i had to just now my naturopath said just cut everything inflammatory like anything yeah. that you put in your body that you know it's inflammatory stop consuming it so that meant alcohol so i had to and i i, I like alcohol uh so i had to stop drinking alcohol and this stuff sh you know showed up right then for me and i started started drinking it instead of alcohol i have never looked i haven't looked back i haven't had a drop of alcohol yeah. in two years uh it, it's 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 totally replaced alcohol for me i also don't smoke weed as much anymore i just yeah. drink it uh, which has been a remarkable change for me as a grower, somebody who's been had the luxury of smoking one gram joints, you know, three, you know, one quarter of the way and throwing it out. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that's something I mean, your trajectory is very similar to mine during my entire, you know, I've been growing weed since I was 14 um, here in NorCal and um, never on a big commercial scale or anything like that, but for personal use. Um, and I also had the experience with the gout and, you know, people who, for those of you listening who've never had gout, imagine your foot's on fire and then someone decides to stab you with an ice pick in the foot that's on fire. That's gout, okay? It's literally something you can't escape. You can try to put ice on it. You can try to put heat on it. You could try to soak it. You can try, and nothing helps except for things like ibuprofen in vast doses, which I'm totally opposed to. Um, and so getting rid of alcohol for me was a big move. And um, I quit drinking as well. And finally, the last time I quit drinking for good, basically, was just, I was just like, I'm kind of done with this. Mm -hmm. And I was in the alcohol business. I was in a, a tequila importer. So. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a tall one, you know, and my grandfather was in the, in the booze business too. So it's, it's hard. Um, and I'm also a descendant of Irish immigrants. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, in terms of like the, the taste profile with so many products in cannabis, especially nano products, which are the big one right now, right? Um, the bitterness, the acrid nature, the yeah, decently yeah. nature. Yep, yep. Was that ever an issue? Because this does not have any of that. Yeah. So I, I'm glad you're asking that question. I, you know, when we, we were ignorant at the beginning. I mean, we, we just, we had a, uh, almost dogmatic kind of value set where like it needed to be live. It needed to be the pure expression of the plant. It needed to be organic. It needed to taste good. So like right from the very beginning, the task for the science team, and back then it was a big team, was you could only use these types of, you know, emulsifiers and ingredients and things like that. So figure it out, right? And mm -hmm. they did, they, they did figure it out. And uh, we've actually improved that recipe quite a bit since, um, since I took over as CEO. Uh, and uh, we never look back. We, you know, we kind of, we don't really have the big science team anymore. I think we're more like brewers that are drinking off the tap, you know, that's kind of our style. You know, we make it, we taste it, we see if it, what, what it feels like, and we keep tweaking it. But absolutely, um, you know, there's, there's two pieces of that. There's the distillate tastes bitter. So if you yeah. use distillate, which is 99.9% .9 of all ingestible products, um, it, it already tastes bitter. And, and so you've got to mask it with sugars and citric acid and things like that. That Very was blockers. against our value set because, again, we wanted the pure expression of the plant. We didn't want to negotiate on that. 
Um, and the other piece of it was the ingredients. And a lot of these emulsifiers uh, taste awful. You know, in fact, if you're chasing that nano thing, uh, you're um, you're going to end up in a, sh a crappy tasting product. You know, yeah. uh, for the most part, that's true entirely. I've only run across one that's any worth a shit. And shout out to you, Roger at Nano Two O. Um, the the thing with you have a statement in your uh, your bio. It's about not only is THC distillate used in so many of the products, but it also strips the natural plant tissues and nature from this. And you preserve this. Is that right? That's right. And there is uh, the entire magic of the cultivar is in that trichome head, right? The head of that trichome. So we're, yep. we're, we consider ourselves trichome farmers. We don't actually don't own the farms anymore, but we, because of my background, we get tons of relationships with farmers yep. that grow in living soil and grow under the sun and, and grow really premium sun grown top shelf material. So the God, whole, God bless you for saying that, by the way. Sun grown. Yeah. Okay, this is my um, mantra on this show. Sun grown, yeah. sun grown, sun grown. For all you indoor people out there, the only thing indoors got is bag appeal. That is it. It. That's You're the right. Only thing. Uh, so uh, you know, we contracted three different farms. Uh, they grow exclusively for us. All the whole flower goes into this. Um, but that it's all about that the head of that trichome hitting peak brightness with the right cultivar and being preserved all the way to the emulsion. I mean, that is the the key here. Uh, so all of those active ingredients minus all that chlorophyll and woodiness and all the other things that people associate with weed flavor, like the evolution yeah. of the edible was take your trim and make butter and make a brownie, right? So it tasted right. like the crappiest weed flavor out there. Then here comes distillate. Distillate made it taste less and be easier to dose, right? So distillate took over um, the market there. But in the process, we left behind all of these compounds that are highly medicinal and recreational and interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so we found a way to deliver the, the you know, basically what, what, what people dab, the premium, premium live resins that really have these amazing flavors and smells. Yep. It's that level of quality of extract concentrate that goes into our emulsion. It's, we don't negotiate on that. It's like cannabis cup winning stuff. I love it. Um, we'll just take a little break here and talk about Superb. Superb is a line that we carry at Sense Distribution. Superb is a live resin and diamonds in a really uh, interesting packaging in the extract space. So look for Superb at a retailer near you and their version 2.0 battery, which has complete control of temperature. So for those of you who are aficionados of smoking um, or vaping rather, look for Superb. It's a great product at a great price and you couldn't do better. And so look for the retailers near you. Um, where'd you get the um, term dry spirit? I love that term. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think yeah. you coined it, right? Because I've never heard yeah. it before and it's, it's yeah. very appropriate for this drink. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that validation because truth is, is that, you know, when you try to talk to somebody about this product, it's a, it's a mouthful to get them to wrap their heads around. It's a non-alcoholic spirit. That's not a liquid. That's a powder that is powered by the live essence of the plant and behaves like, I mean, it's just a lot to like, you know, get across. Yeah. So the PR company that we work with came back with that phrase and we were like, nailed it. You know, that was a really good um, observation that they'd made. So kudos to trailblaze PR for that one. There you go. Trailblaze shout out to you guys. Um, what is, 
you are also doing, um, it looks like you're doing some collabs with cocktail people. Is that right? Yeah. So um, we went and Flask Agency out of Bend, Jamie McGaw uh, was early with us in development of our like liquor positioning. Mm -hmm. um, and he had a roster. I mean, he's a liquor guy. So he had a roster of mixologists. We said, hey, let's do a photo shoots and do make recipes with all these famous mixologists. Uh, so we did that like two and a half years ago. That's all on our website now. And then since then, since we've been in the market, we now hold these premium private events where those guys are behind the bar making pr super premium, like the best mocktails you guys have ever had. Guaranteed. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, not super sugary, perfectly balanced, tastes like an adult beverage, uh, supports the flavor of the strain, complements the flavor of the strain. Um, so yes, we, we, we feel like we had to, we had to partner with the mixology community, uh, first and foremost. Um, let me ask you a question that, um, this is a distillate question, especially in edibles and drinks, mm -hmm. distillate hangover. You know what I'm talking about? The drying out of your cells. I have it, heard, I never heard that term before, but I heard, I've heard a lot of people who drink a lot of distillate powered cannabis beverages who mm -hmm. have said that they've started to re recognize a headache the next morning. Yes. Um, and um, that's, so that's the first time I've heard of, of the distillate hangover. Uh, but yes, people have, have mentioned that to me. I mean, certainly you're, you're depriving your endocannabinoid system of what it's really looking for. It's not just, yep. it doesn't, doesn't just want THC. It wants the whole entourage. It wants the whole symphony <laughs> exactly. of what the plant has to offer. Uh, and I think it's just a matter of time before the consumers start to realize that. I mean, the, the good thing about the cannabis consumer is their fast studies. Like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't long ago that EPENs didn't even exist, right? right. <laughs> and live resin didn't exist. And they now look at it, we have, now it's very mainstream, both of them. Yeah, um, I've experienced that because I, I do like a couple of the cannabis drinks out there. And I think I am going to be converting over to your product because I like it and I like to have it every night. So, um the um the effect is kind of like you feel really dried out um you know it's just it's not a hangover but it is this kind of like ooh, niggling feeling in the back of your head going uh what is what's going on Are you're i'm missing something kind of thing you know so i'm excited to drink more of these for sure um what i, I would like to a lot I'd more like, oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead i was just gonna say you know for the for the people out there that are already drinking these distillate powered, ready to drink beverages, seltzers are dominating the category right now. Right. Um, you will find a enormous difference in consuming a strain specific product versus a distillate uh, product. And over time, you're going to grow a tolerance to distillate, like, like all the smokers that were started. You know, remember when distillate came out, we got to 90%. Wow, THC levels 90%. And then everybody started hitting these E pens like crazy and they stopped getting high. You know, yeah. and, then they, and then all of a sudden, you know, the live resin pens came out. Yeah, you, you build a, diff, a, a tolerance to distillate really quickly. You but do. you wouldn't if you were, you know, toggling, you know, between strains and occasions with a product like Purewana or another strain specific product. Yeah, well, it's great. And, but let's talk about um, price point. Where are you coming in price point on a retail level? Generally? We price to compete with premium alcohol. Mm -hmm. So it's about 30 we, to 40 bucks right in there. We, per, it's a per drink figure two. So if you buy, we, we come in three potencies, 2.5 to, you know, to compete with the microdose 
group crowd out there that are drinking the low dose seltzers. Mm -hmm. uh, five for the people that are kind of in that Lagunitas high five, uh, you know, they've been drinking fives. I think the average user is really kind of a five once they start getting used to it. Right. Um, and then 10s, which are like more like a cocktail, you know, it's a stronger drink. Right. Um, and uh, where are we going? What's the question again? Sorry. Remind me. Uh, re retail price point. Yes. The price point is uh, depending on your potency, anywhere from two to three dollars per drink. Okay. And here's, here's the little boxes that come in guys um, for you who have not seen this uh, similar to the Shuggies boxes that you've seen me show. Um, but much smaller, um, very pocketable and a nice little slide out. Interesting box. It looks like you engineered the box yourself uh, for, you know, it's a great looking box and it's hard as shit to get into, by the way. So very childproof. Oh, you're right. You, there you go. I said um, child resistant for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I couldn't get into it for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, so. um, now I am getting a little high, which is nice. And it's just in the 20 minutes we've been talking here. Um, I would like... One? Yeah. Oh, no, it's my first one. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, but I would like to invite you to participate in one of our House 420 events. Uh, this could not be a better uh, product to come along for House 420. That's haus420.com. It's for um, only for cannabis workers, buyers, managers, owners, and bud tenders. And they attend these events. We have them all over the state. Um, we're going to have one in Palm Springs not too long from now. And be a great product for that arena, uh, just because it it just hits all of the bells and whistles for that type of event. So I'd like to invite you, and I will extend an invitation to you after the show. Thank you. You'll probably get it in the next week or two. Um, and announcing that, and any other events we have in the Bay Area, you're always welcome to come because they are fun, and um, we like to put the cannabis back in cannabis, and that that good feeling. Um, that a lot of corporate money has kind of taken out of cannabis and really come back to a convivial atmosphere with people in the industry where there's nothing for sale, everything's shared, and everyone has a good time, music, food, and, and fun. So I'll look for you at the next one. Hopefully, We would be happy to roll in with a free Purewana bar and pour cocktails for people. And uh, I want you to know, we, we throw lots of events down in Los Angeles, bar takeovers typically. And uh, I'll, I'll get you an invite to one of those. They're, they're super fun. It's kind of like the twilight zone. You're sitting there amongst a bunch of people in a bar drinking cocktails. And you're like, wait a second. There's no bar yeah. fight. Somebody's spilling drinks. This is no alcohol here. It's an alternate universe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I just was saying on, on last podcast after Hall of Flowers, you know, you watch the policemen around uh, Hall of Flowers or any cannabis event for that matter. Those are the happiest policemen ever. There's no fights. Nobody's having a problem. And I've never seen one of the 30, 50 events that I've been to in the last four years. Zero yeah. point zero. So, well, we've come to that time in the show where I'd like to ask my guest, Matt Cohen, a stony story. You got something for our audience here that they can relate to because everybody's got a stony story. Oh, gosh. You're putting me on the spot. You mentioned brownies earlier, so I'm just gravitating to this one brownie story. My, uh, my grandfather was dying of cancer. And uh, he said, man, at the time, you know, this is early days. And it was hard for me to convince anybody in my family what I was doing was the right thing to do. Now it's really? funny hell because everybody's like my biggest cheerleader. But where's my sample, uh, back, Matt? <laughs> yeah, back then they were not into it. Uh, but he finally broke down and said, you know, I, I really need something. You know, can you help me out? So I baked a batch of brownies old school with the trim and the butter. 
and yep. and ship them from John Doe to, to the other John Doe across the, the U.S. <laughs> and I put a uh, eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper right on the top that said in huge letters, "Drink." I mean, they, they were already cut into into twelve pieces. I said, "Eat one quarter of one and wait an hour and a half." Right. And nice. my uh, my grandma, my mother calls me. She was down there and she's freaking out. And I can hear my grandmother background screaming and I can read my, hear my grandfather screaming. He's freaking out. Bring me to the hospital. I'm dying. I'm mm. dying. Like Matt killed me with marijuana. Oh, no. <laughs> he was so high as a kite. Uh, so I had to get him on the phone and talk him down. He ended up eating like half the tray at once. And uh, oh, and my God. Was, serious overdose land but he came through it and lived for more than another year after that so that was good <laughs> well, no one no one died from eating brownies but i wish i could have given him something like piruana because that would have been impossible to have happen. oh man that would have been great sorry he passed on but yeah. you, you tried that's what yeah, i tried <laughs> so um you have any plugs they want to plug where you are and by the way this this sample came from barbary coast um, a great dispensary in San Francisco, always doing good work, and they've been around for quite a while. Do you um, want to plug anything? Yeah, no, I real, you know, I love Barbary Coast and Mo Greens. Those guys down there were early uh, believers down down in Southern California. Atrium and Stash, those were early believers. So I want to give props yep. to those. Say to hi those. to Ty at Atrium. Hi, Ty. Yeah, uh, to those guys. Um, and you can also buy Pure One at PureOne.com. You know, it can be delivered to your house in Los Angeles County and Northern uh, Orange County. Uh, we'll be opening up fulfillment partners in NorCal shortly, so keep checking back. And there's more and more stores opening all the time. So uh, you can check, check PureOne.com has got it all. We also have an Instagram at, uh, at PureOneOfficial. Right on. I will follow you. And um, I'm very stoked to have you here, man. I, I didn't know it was going to be so interesting. This has been a great interview, and I really appreciate all you've done for the industry. It's fantastic. So keep doing, keep innovating, and keep getting more strains coming um, because I think we need this. So thank you very much. We're, we're working on Malawi next. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Old you school. Know, these these crazy-ass heirlooms where the highs were, have been bred out of them and these modern strains that we're going back to the – the heirlooms that have these, because at the end of the day, uh, the effect of the strain comes through the, the glass, the, through Pure One, a lot better than smoking. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying out, you know, we're crafting the highs more nowadays and working in, in the R&D that way. I love hearing that because last year or a year before, I got a um, very interesting vape pen that was uh, Acapulco Gold, yep. which made me smile when I, and I, I had it. And I was like, damn, that's Acapulco Gold. That's like 1978 all over again. We tried it. We had the wrong pheno. We, we, it, oh. we didn't, it didn't make it through, but we're, we're continuing to pop beans and, and uh, try out new stuff. Well, keep going. Keep innovating and keep bringing good products to the market. Uh, thank you so much for your time and, and everything you've done for the industry too, Layla. Appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. And tonight's guest has been Matt Cohen, CEO of Lively Spirits with his amazing dry spirit. So uh, get out there, find it. I think you're going to find it to be amazingly good. And everything you think it's going to be, it's not. It's like drinking a bud. So here's to you. And thanks for being on Days and Infused. Thanks. Take it easy. All right, Matt. Have a good one. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.